On the 147th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we discuss our takeaways and our over and under reactions from week one. We look at the top games of week two. And last but not least, we give our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens Week 2 episode, and I was very surprised that they're not having the classic doubleheader on Monday night for opening weekend. Why they stop that? I prefer that. Um, I'd rather have more games on Sunday, and then one game on, and then two games on Monday night. Wait. Why you stop that? I don't know. I, just, I, I was expecting it. I was like, oh. Raiders always play that, so I was like, oh, I thought they'd be the 9 o'clock game or whatever, the 10 o'clock game. Nah, I, I, I prefer the, the multiple, the more, give me one more game on Sunday, you know? like It's fine, as long as they bounce it out between the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games. I, I agree. I um, Sunday, Sunday is the football day. I already don't really care that they took Thursday, a game away from Thursday in there. Because then you get into mid-season, you have like two 4 o'clock games on. You're like, what's going on here? No, they, yeah, they just have to balance the Sunday games. Yeah, I do not like two, like, when there's like two or three Sunday games. Give me at least four, because when you only have two, there's a lot of like, oh, let's recap what happened when you're watching Red Zone. It's like, come on. I just want to watch live football from four to seven, not recaps. Constantly. You know, when there's commercials and the two games or they're both at halftime or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's constant football, constant stream of live football is what I want from 1 o'clock yeah. to 7 o'clock. I agree. I, yeah, they, they've, the NFL has uh, done a lot of good things, but they've failed us in the 4 o'clock games in recent years. And I want to see them make up for it. This week, uh, a good start. There was a good amount of 4 o'clock games. Not great matchups, but, you know, at least they existed. Well, I mean, they could have been good matchups. I mean, I mean, they were okay. I mean, this, the Saints game should have been a better matchup than it played out to be. Um, but I, I don't think they were too bad. I mean, they came down to the wire, some of them. So, I don't yeah, there were two games that came down. Yeah. 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 All right. So, let's just get to our week one overreactions, as you do every week one, where you just take it, and that's, that's going to be the trend for the entire season. Your team lost, your team's not going anywhere. If you're like the Saints, you're winning the Super Bowl. Um, if you're the Packers, so, you're going 0-17. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers is sabotaging the Packers. So. Yeah, and he already checked that. I mean, that's a fair reaction. A little over <laughs> All right, so who's going first? John, want to start us oh. off? Okay, um, let's see. All right, I'll go with an overreaction, and I'll go with uh, Saquon and Zeke should no longer be considered running back ones going forward. And if you draft him as your top running back next year, you're going to be disappointed. Well, I mean, if they're going to crap out all season based on your overreaction, then you wouldn't even go near him uh, high up next year. But uh... Nope. With, the, uh, with some of the, uh, the all-22 videos coming out of uh, the Giants line play and just how they were bullied. I mean, obviously the Browns was very good defense, but... Giants, the uh, offensive line is trash. Uh, Saquon didn't break a tackle for the first time in his career. I don't know. No uh, Chubb in this one either. So. And, no, yeah. and no Bradley Chubb, true. Um, I don't know. Without having a face Chubb. I don't know how much of an overreaction it is for Barkley. I don't think. I, Bar- I, Barkley's more of the one where I agree. 
Yeah. Uh, you just take Barkley from J. I mean, it's a very small sample size, but it's some the sample size we're going to live with from Jason Garrett and beyond and forward. Obviously, it's only been one game, but that offense has been abysmal since Jason Garrett got there. Look, there's a hundred things wrong with the Giants' offense, but at least under Shermer, it you know was able to score 20 points every now and then. Um, you know what? Can you guess the most passing yards they have had since the 2019 season, since Jason Garrett has got there? Their most most passing yards. Uh, to... I see. It's going to be lower than he thinks. I'll, I'll go like 227. I was going to say 225, but all right. Just that you're guessing that blows my mind in the modern NFL. It's 265, which is still a disgusting oh, okay. number. <laughs> um, but it's, that should still blow your mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm just thinking that if his receiving numbers are going to be shot, then his value is an RB2, and that's not an overreaction. He can't, he can't get five yards. He's, so unless he breaks that 60-yarder, yeah. And yeah. what does he have if he's not getting the receiving? Because Jason Garrett doesn't know what he's doing, and even Elliott never caught passes before Garrett left. Yeah, and, uh, and if you want to go speaking of Elliott, I mean, you know, of course, all reaction. Of course, you know, it's gonna be terrible, like based on your reaction. But of course, as we say, the Buccaneers have the one of the best run defenses, if not the best yeah. run defense. They've shut down every opponent like under fifty yards. It's like it's been insane how like. That game plan. Yeah. So they, and they yeah, yeah. I think Dak I think also Dak just wants to throw it. Like he there was a quote where he checked out out of like three quarters of their running plays. Yeah. He I mean that's him just recognizing how good the defense the run stopping defense, Vita Vea and all them are. So that's game plan. The thing that made me nervous for Elliot, which might give John some credence, is that uh Tony Pollard got all of the receiving. Oh, my gosh. I was yelling at the TV. All the scripted receiving, even from first quarter to fourth, um, was Tony Pollard. So that's a little worrisome that they seem to think he is the guy in third down passing situations. So Elliott's major value came from the pure three down back. Yeah. I still think he'll get a lot of touchdowns this year, though, because of that offense. Mm-hmm. All right, you got a uh, overreaction there, Brian. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to scrap. Saquon Barkley is not a great running back uh, <laughs> since John did it. Not even that he is uh, not a first round fantasy pick. Just not great overall. I've now watched him for a part of three seasons. He's been injured a lot. He's coming off an injury. I know. I want to give him a break. But uh, he pretty much exclusively is a good running back in open field. He's terrible between the tackles. And he's not a good pass blocker either. So uh, I just don't he, – he got he got, uh, in, in, he got elected to uh, Canton way too early. <laughs> um, so – but that's not – I guess I have to move on. Uh yeah, Aaron Rodgers being in the tank, right? Isn't that everyone's favorite overreaction? That uh, he's doing this on purpose? You know, he they wouldn't trade him? I mean, they, 
they made poor Aaron Rodgers play out his hundred whatever million dollar contract, and uh, he entered the tank. Like I've heard a lot of people like randomly over like you know social media outlets over the past like years that he's a douchebag. Like, and this is yeah. like this is like in his nature to do something like this. So maybe it's not an overreaction again. I mean, but you know, maybe he is trying to tank this fucking shit. It looked bad. I mean, the Saints' defense, I don't think, is that good. Um, Rodgers, I mean, what was the last time he threw ahead a game like this? Zero touchdowns, two interceptions, getting benched. Like, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. It, it was, I just couldn't believe it every time I was watching that game, just constantly just watching him just throw like shit. I don't know. Yeah, and Saints, good defense, right? But have they ever been this good? Like, have the no. do they usually shut people down completely? I mean, no, they they give up a shit ton of yards, but also force turnovers. And this is and, it. And their cornerbacks, like, I mean, they 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 signed Desmond Trufant, um, and yeah. they also got Bradley well, Roby, yeah. but Bradley Roby's not playing. But didn't play this week because he was suspended. Um, and they were like they were short on like corners, so uh, it's just look. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not him tanking and the Saints defense looking this this strong. Could yeah, right. That that'd be nice for you. Could we also look at it from another angle and say the most impactful injury so far on all of football has been David Bakhtari? He's. I mean, when's the last time he's played without him? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Maybe never. He's he's been Rogers' best lineman for a very very major portion of his career. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones got no yards on the ground. Nothing. That running game didn't do it. I mean, obviously they couldn't really run. They were down so so bigly, but very bigly. <laughs> Most impactful injury of the season so far. I, I think I'd put it up. I'd put it right there. Yeah, I mean the 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 game score doesn't lie, and he got you know pressured a lot. So, um, all right, I'll do my overreaction. Is I guess it's a mix. It's like Derrick Henry and the Titans are a sub five hundred team this season, and they're all gonna underperform. Tannehill. I hate that. Henry, Julio Jones. I hate that, I hate that so much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I hope it doesn't happen because I have Tannehill. <laughs> I love that team. Just as it, like, I really like the players on that team, and I'm, I'm hoping it's just. That's why it's an overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> Week one. I, I, <laughs> we still have to comment on it. Um, look, that defense is going to suck all season. I'll tell you that. The defense is going to suck. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. The offense will see better days having to continuously play from behind. It's just but Henry might be in trouble. That's the one thing to worry about. If they get down, they got down big early, and if that continues to happen, I mean, it's going to be tough finding him. You only had like I think fifteen carries or seventeen carries or something like that, and that's tough. Like he's a, you know he's a volume guy. You want to get him a bunch of carries for a lot of yards, and they just had no opportunity to do that. And they were, I mean, they were getting pressured all day too in the past game. But Chandler Jones had five sacks in the first quarter, some shit like that. 
It was insane. On four sacks, it was some ridiculous amount of sacks. He had five sacks for the game, which five, is uh, yeah. that, that's yeah. That I mean, I don't yeah. remember the last time somebody had five sacks in a game. And that's like right. two forced fumbles and everything. It, yeah, it was a crazy game. So I mean, maybe the Cardinals again. Maybe their defense is a little better than expected. So that could be it. But for the overreaction, Titans not looking so hot. Yeah. I mean, they did some window dressing moves, but I, I was looking back at some like uh, things. Like they lost like their defense coordinator. They lost some like key personnel that like under the radar. Mm. And then they did some window dressing moves, like I mean, or big big headline new moves like Julio Jones. So maybe they just need a little bit. I think they'll just need a little bit to to get going and to figure out what's happening. I mean, I hope so. I. I I I'm I was excited to see that offense this season, so I'm hoping it picks back up. But you know, yeah. overreaction is an overreaction. Uh, all right. Uh, do an underreaction now. Uh, well, I don't have any. You know, we're pump the brakes on something that happened the first week, and it's not going to play any part in the in the main fantasy season as a whole. Oh, I got one. If you want to throw it out there, go for it. Uh, the Bills. I would not worry about the Bills. Um, that was mine too. You know, it has yeah. to be. It has to be. I mean, look. I always. I was telling my stepdad on uh, Sunday morning because he was like, "Oh, the Bills. I got him. You know, he's all on the Bills. This was week one." I'm like, "Do not underestimate the Steelers as an organization to come back after last season's debacle and come out strong, especially defensively. I, offensively, ugh. but I knew they were going to play a tough defensive game and." You just gotta for the Bills as a fantasy owner of Josh Allen or you know Diggs or whatever, or even a fan as the, as the Bills going forward for the season. Just cross this out. They're gonna wipe it from your memory banks, and they're gonna move forward. That's my main takeaway. They'll be fine. I mean, Coach Tomlin's a hell of a coach. How about what if I just named some people on? I don't know why the Steelers defense wasn't getting more hyped. Um, here's some guys that play on the Steelers defense. T.J. Watt, uh, probably the second-best defender in football. Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, Terrell Edmonds, and newly signed Melvin Ingram and Joe Schobert. So there's a lot of pro bowlers. Melvin Ingram might not have been a pro bowler for a couple of years. When We've seen when you put these guys that are like twilight of prime on an already stacked defense, they tend to do better because they could just, you know, they could just highlight as pass rushers. They don't have to take on a long... Like, you put somebody next to T.J. Watt, and maybe they're not what they used to be, but, you know, all they got to do is get single team because, you know, T.J. Yeah, Watt's there. Exactly. And Cam Hayward's there. So Melvin Ingram is just, you know, going against the worst lineman every time, something he's probably never done in his entire career, running free. Uh, so, yeah, that's a team with a lot of names, and... Uh, Probably going to be a very good defense all year. Yeah, if they stay healthy. Never underestimate them. That definitely don't. But uh, yeah, don't worry about the Bills. That was again. That was my big underreaction. Uh, I guess that was you, Brian's John. You same thing or something similar? Or? Uh, well, I didn't really know what to do. I have a uh, just like a takeaway. I guess it's kind of like maybe we overreacted and we should we should have underreacted. Sure. Uh, but Jamar Chase played us with that whole that whole uh, football <laughs> thing, and like he'll be fine. So I think I, I mean I, I was among that too. That 
kind of freaked out a little bit more than I should have about that quote. And then my overreaction to that is that the Bengals will have the best wide receiver group next year. Next year. Mm. Next year. Not yet. There's still Amari Cooper, still elite. Um, I mean, we still have uh, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the same team with the uh, with the Buccaneers. It's and, hard to pick between those two, right? The, if you had to pick best wide receiver crew, it's I think it's impossible. Now that Gallup's injured, I guess you gotta go Buccaneers. Just like for depth, yeah. Yeah, I have to think. I have to look really quickly, but yeah, off the top of my head, probably. But yeah, the Bengals. I mean, Higgins, Boyd, and uh, Chase next season. You know, give one more year, one year. Exactly. And Chase. I mean, like I said, five for a hundred and a touchdown. Higgins scored a touchdown. Um, actually, that was one of my takeaways was that Burrow and the Bengals are going to be that's, that offense should be solid all season. I mean, Mixon even looked good um, running the ball, and uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. But we got to be careful of Burrow sacked five times and he was hit mm. seven times. So and not very good against a not very good. <sighs> it's just like. Yeah. You hate to see him getting wrecked all the time, like from the get go. It's like, and Sewell played really well. I mean, I know we got some flashy Jamar Chase, so that's good. Um, Sewell played really well, so we're gonna see how that plays out. We're, I mean, you're always gonna get the chase. You know, Chase is gonna be a sexier thing, so I don't think anybody's gonna question it. But there's no doubt in my mind that the team is a better team if they draft Sewell. I think they said Sewell had uh, one of the highest grades for any offensive lineman. Um, try to find it, but you know it's it's tough. You want to go for the 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 high octane, you know, big name guy who you know. Oh, we played together. It's not the non sexy lineman pick that would have uh, you know protected your franchise quarterback. That would have been the yeah. I didn't look at the PFF grades, but if you just watch that game against a really good San Francisco defense yeah. uh, that's fully healthy, he was just opening up holes all day. Um, he looked good. I mean, he looked just as advertised, and you always—you just always go the offensive line. I mean, they're just so much more impactful to the to the entire team. Every yeah, every snap, every yeah. I mean, I mean, look what I mean, we. I think we always bring this back because we really liked him. We really like this is the guy they didn't pick was Quentin Nelson for the Colts. Like once they picked him, it was like like a light switch went on, and the Colts became like best offensive line. Obviously, they added pieces around it, but like immediately he was like right there, week one, impacting for the rest of the season, making that team better, offensive line. Yeah, the only probably the only guy better in that draft was Josh Allen, right? You would say. Yeah. The all right. Mm. So it was Penesul was the second best run blocker among all offensive tackles, trailing only Trent Williams. Ranked Who's number five. The best lineman. Yeah. Ranked number five overall among tackles, and that was against Nick Bosa. So like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, William, Williams is either the best lineman or the second best behind Bakhtari, and he's injured, so. Yeah. The default best right now. Shit, man. I mean, he's he always, I mean, he's not even getting any younger, too, and he's still killing it. And still fell. 
uh, further than he should have, um, which is kind of crazy. Look, you go lineman. That which brings me um, to one of my overreactions or reactions, maybe. Uh, yeah. Detroit Lions PPR RB factory. I'm saying they're eating all season. You you know how before this I said you don't want any line running back. Um, now you want both of them. <laughs> I just completely did a you know, I was always a little on Jamal Williams. I didn't, but I was on Jamal Williams because of his um, ADP, and I thought Swift was going way too high. After watching that game, uh, they're opening up holes, you know, the, against a good defense. The offense is never going to be good, but Jared Goff can't throw it deep. He's not capable of it. He's not a good quarterback. And half of all receptions went to lines, went to the two line running backs. Uh, we're looking at Dumper City USA here. Oh, no. It is. <laughs> yeah. This is the new Dumper City. And not only just Dumpers, they're going to get some holes to run. Um, both, both running backs had over 20 points in PPR, I believe. Uh, that, yeah, that's. That's a he potent did, duo, he, a dynamic duo, a and, gruesome twosome. And they're always going to be from behind, most likely. So they're going to be throwing a lot, and they'll be doing a lot of that. So, I mean, quickly, if they uh, maybe um, Detroit Rock City, you can call them D- Detroit Dump the Rock City, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that could be their nickname. Well, well we got to workshop that. Workshop that? There's, there's no. something there. There's something sure. there. Yeah. We need a name. But both of them, 25 points each in PPR. Uh, so, you know, it's week one, but that's why we call an overreaction. overreaction. This, is the, uh, this is the PPR backfield you want. All right. Uh, and Ruggs is hurt. I have, uh, I, I have, oh, you want to go, John, or you want me? No, you go, you go. I have, with the extra game this year, that there are going to be multiple passing and receiving records completely broken. Like, oh, yeah. I mean... What week one? I was looking at the just the receivers. We had ten receivers with a hundred yards or more receiving. We had five receivers with a hundred and twenty twenty receiving yards or more, and two receivers with a hundred and eighty receiving yards or more. Um, with the top being uh, top being Tyree Kill with a hundred and ninety seven. Also. I mean, the amount of receptions they're getting. I mean, Cooper had 13, Tyreek Hill had 11. It's, it's going to be, there's going to be records just broken. I was just doing the math. You have to average, if you average 120 yards a game, you'll get over 2,000 receiving yards in the 17-game season. And I feel like that's completely possible for that's multiple receivers. That, like, the NFL, like, they don't really care about games played. They just care about, like, the highest amount of numbers. It's like the complete opposite of baseball. <laughs> Baseball used to be like, oh no, you had to do it in this certain amount of games. Like the records, it has to be like this exact thing. NFL is just like, hey, whatever, just give us new records, make it make it more exciting. We can market it. Yeah, I like it. it works. Yeah, people are still gonna like never beat some of Jerry Rice's records. Like they could probably make twenty four game season and he'd still hold a shit ton of records. Well, there, I mean, there are certain records that aren't necessarily. Um you know, amount of games based. I mean, I guess they are amount of games based, but like, you know, well, like for like career, like for the career. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, he had like a, I mean, a ridiculous career. I mean, that's yeah. something if you do, 
a ten-year career of more game. Yeah, never mind. Whatever. <laughs> we shall move on. All right, John, you got one. Um. All right, I'll I'll go one more. I guess it'd be a takeaway. It's not really an overreaction, I guess. But uh, not only is the NFC wide open, I think the Eagles could very easily win it if they keep going with uh, if Jalen Hurst keeps balling out. I know it's against the Falcons, um, but the Giants don't look like they're going to compete at all. The Redskins or Washington football team with uh, with now their Tyner Heineke already. It, it's going to be hard for them to, you know, get up to nine wins or whatever. I think the Eagles could. I mean, it's going to be Eagles and Cowboys, and Cowboys always choke down the stretch, so could be Eagles. <laughs> I liked what I saw from the Eagles. I, um, I mean, the Falcons, I don't know if it's tough to say. Like, are they that abysmal or the, yes. or, the, or, the, or the Eagles yeah. that good? Like, No, could, the, the Falcons, they, they yeah, always, the I've past couple of years, the past couple of years, they were always in close games, so people were like, "Ah, oh, they only lost by one score again or whatever." But they were like super lucky just to get even that close. Yeah, I mean, so I think they're they're much worse than what their record said the past few years. I'm definitely a little nervous about um, even. I mean, the start of that game, Calvin really looked like he was going to have a monster game, getting reception after reception, and then it just stopped. They couldn't do anything. Yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts, they couldn't get anything going with him. Uh, Mike Davis looked again beginning looked solid looked like he was maybe get a touchdown or two. Um, mm-hmm. Then they started bringing in Cordero Patterson who had seven rushes and two receptions. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of <laughs> not a fan not of that at all. Um, that that team does look really bad. Hurts, uh, Devonta Smith looked good. Miles Sanders of course looks good. Only gave him fifteen carries. Um, but I mean the the Eagles have really good lines again. The like, Miles Mile Sanders, yeah, that's true. It, it might, it might just be again. It might just be the Falcons, but this is takeaway or, or reaction. But their lines look solid again. Uh, their offensive line is healthy, and yeah, I, I'm now part of the Anthony Miles Sanders frustration club. Look, 100 combined <laughs> yards, over 100 combined yards, good game. Deep, fine. It was a fine fantasy game, but you know the guy who's averaging six yards a carry, they take him out for some reason mm-hmm. anytime they're in the red zone. And then they just stop giving it to him when when he's successful. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that will not like. What what did he do? What did he do to deserve this? I don't understand because he's quite clearly the most talented. It's, a, it's across several coaches. And it, and it's funny because now he has to compete with Jalen Hurts is running the ball as well, um, and this guy Barnwell who apparently had a vulture touchdown. I wouldn't call it a vulture. I guess I guess it's sort of a vulture touchdown. Gainwell, yeah. Gainwell. Gainwell, yeah. whatever. Not Miles Sanders. Not Miles Sanders. Yeah, but he is also an RB2. So the frustrating part is that he should be an RB1. The good part is that he's a high-floor RB2 because he's just too talented not to get 80 yards a game. Yeah. In some way. I have. Uh, um, you have anything else about uh, Sanders? Because I got one more. To... I got something about... What you just said, because he brought up the NFC East, very, very underreaction or over, however you want to say it. But another sad year for uh, me and John as football fans. I mean, it's just going to be another. It's going to be another long one. Jets lost their best player for four to six weeks, which is going to really hurt their new prized rookie quarterback. So it's kind of two injuries at once. Uh, Like the worst thing that could. 
if you said if you started a Jets season, the worst thing that you could have possibly happened was Mackay Becton getting injured. That's number one. That's the top thing on the list, followed by Zach Wilson getting injured. Because at least if Zach Wilson gets injured, you know, you put him on the shelf for a little bit, you let him rest. Now it's like every game it's going to be, is Zach Wilson going to get injured because he's going to be under fire. Yeah, and he's going to get happy feet and all that stuff. So I'd rather him not play than to play behind the line that will be the Jets without Becton. Um, and then the Giants just... Daniel Jones fumbling like he always does. Jason Garrett, the most uncreative offense in football. The line is, you know, was actually average, which is when you're getting praise for being average, that's not a good sign. Barkley had no juice. Obviously, first game back, we'll give him some time. Um, just all the same problems. That's the frustration part, frustrating thing about the Giants. All the same problems. And then you look at everybody else's draft that the Giants either traded down out of or skipped or whatever. And all these guys are just having great careers, great years, great games. And um, <laughs> for some, and David Gellman's the worst drafter in football every year up there with uh, the Raiders. They're, they just like to compete and they get mad when one of them picks somebody stupid that nobody had on their radar because they say, that's my thing. I'm the one who does that. So, yeah. John and I, another season of sadness. Yeah, and the worst is the text group Anthony's be going Jameis every fucking week, so it's like we have to, we have to deal with that. Hey, I was trying to get uh, yeah. you on that LASIK yeah. bandwagon. What was that, Brian? Look, I can't you mad. I can't, another season of Anthony happiness. I can't even be mad at him, though, because <laughs> we're all rooting for Jameis. Right? Yeah, Come that's, on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we Jameis for MVP. That was one of my overreactions, but I realized that was just a fair reaction. Um, nice. I got one more. One more. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, I know it was it, it wasn't versus anyone great, but I mean the Houston Texans, man. I mean, talk about a team that everyone might have thought was gonna just completely shit the bed. Went out there and put up some points. And I mean, the defense looked halfway decent. Um, Tyrod Taylor balling out. Brandon Cooks looking like he could be a top ten wide receiver. I mean, I know it was versus Jaguars, but they dropped a lot of points. I I, I got to give a lot of respect to that team. Go out there with all the bullshit they've been dealing with, you know, all the news and bullshit, you know, stuff. But Deshaun Watson this, Deshaun Watson that. Bradley Roby gets traded away. Like, they went out there and they fucking played a game and they won. And I, that's respect for the fucking Texans. Right, well, I got major replacement vibes from them. Nobody knows any of their names, you know. This is just like Keanu Re- Tyrod Taylor's Keanu Reeves and we just get a band of misfits. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I just think, like, I think their, their first game last year was they won. I think they looked good their first game last year, too. And then they just kind of, like, were bleh the rest of the season. I'm still rooting for them. Uh, also, yeah. I, I have Why a, are we trying to cut the wheels off the Texans' bandwagon? Yeah, I know. Sure. Cut it off. Cut it off. Uh, I also have, well, I have one overreaction based off, uh, spun off of that. It's uh, Urban Meyer's going to be one and done with the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. He's going to go back to, like, US, he's going to go to USC or something. That yeah, we he's, that he's has going back been, to college. That has been heavily floated. Almost anywhere. Anywhere that prints uh, that makes stories about football has <laughs> That's a standard reaction. Standard reaction. People uh, are yeah. 
really low on Urban Meyer. Not giving the guy many times. It's going to be really hard to be a high, um, high-end college coach that comes to the pros because this is just what they say every time. Like this guy will never succeed. He wins too much. <laughs> <And> when, <laughs> he wins <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> like he's going back to college as soon as a good job opens. It's, it's like, oh well. Well, look, we'll see. I uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's one fucking game with a rookie quarterback and a bunch of okay players. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So. All right. Uh, let's go on to some week two games. Um, let's start off with the the Saints at the Panthers. We just talked. We talked a little bit about the Saints, about how they how they looked really good. Uh, Jameis obviously carved up the. The Packers secondary for five touchdowns on only like 14 completions, too, which is wild. And 148 uh, yards. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marquez Callaway didn't really do anything, but Juwan Johnson kind of emerged as possibly the uh, the waiver wire pickup of the week. And big target. I mean, that's a big body. He made some nice catches in the end zone for sure. Yeah. So. And he's he's got the wonderful wide receiver tight end tag, which is so key for fantasy. Oh, I didn't even know that. He has a that's that's big. Yeah, he's uh, got tight end tagged on him. That's big. That's that is real big. that is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, D picked him up uh pretty quickly. Pitch. Goddamn D pitch. Um but I really I mean he did the Saints did a lot of things right. I'm hoping they continue with that. The Panthers defense, I don't know if it's as good as it looked. Um they played you know, the Jets were sort of like eh, in the first half. They did Show some signs of life in the second half. So, uh, I'm not sold on Darnold yet. He had an okay game. You know, he had a good first game with the Panthers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, of course, back doing everything you expect from Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, um, he had, what, almost 100 yards receiving, like 90 yards rushing. Yeah, he just, uh, he, he looks Yeah, good. he did a Christian McCaffrey, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, this fucking guy, he just... Like he did. He did not miss a beat, and we like we like we mentioned. Like it wasn't. An, he didn't get like a knee injury. Like oh, it's gonna come back from an ACL tear. Like we were expecting him. Uh, maybe it might be a little like rusty. Now nah, he just came right back in and did everything he was expected to do and more. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a I good mean, game. You, I mean, despite all that, the Pan- the Panthers only scored nineteen points, and they scored basically all those points within like a six minute span in the second quarter. So we'll see. I mean, this, if the Saints defense is as good as it was last last week, it, this shouldn't really be that close. Um, I mean, I hope so. D, I mean, DJ Moore looked like he's still DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold, all star quarterback, right? <laughs> all star, baby. Look at that pass. Jets to Jets. I was I missed it up. It wasn't Darnold to Darnold. It was the Jets to Jets connection of Darnold to Robbie Anderson. That was oh, that God, was every, the connection. Yeah. Well, every time that happened. I was I was watching at a at a brewery and they were like, Oh, there goes Robbie Anderson. I was like, Shut up, don't tell me I don't want to <laughs> But uh no, I mean and the Saints get Bradley Roby. Um I'm mean, excited to see that you know, more of expanded uh, secondary for the Saints just doing some work. Um I mean So with that said, I mean, do you trust any of the Panthers besides McCaffrey, obviously, this week? Or, or you think it was just a weaker opponent and you don't wanna Risk it against the Saints. I mean, you can't. You're not going to sit DJ Moore, right? I mean, oh, DJ Moore, yeah. yeah. You're not going to sit him. And even, I mean, I would 
I would feel okay playing Robbie Anderson as well in like a flex yeah. position. I I don't think yeah. the Saints are gonna shut down everybody to three points. Like this is not dominant. This ain't like you know some dominant Ravens Bears style defense. Like they're gonna get scored upon. It's gonna happen. Yeah. the The only tough thing about DJ Moore is the sh- the Lattimore shadow. Um. So. Yeah, you're really going to have to temper expectations. But then again, you know, I'm pretty sure that last game they played against the Saints last year, uh, he got over 100 yards. Um, so it's not going to – yeah, he's going to get his. you yeah. got to play him. Look, the, like I said last week, Lattimore's Moore's not shut down corner. You can, he can be beat. So, and DJ Moore's good. Um, it's just a, there's a question of can Donald get it to him. That's that's the bigger issue. Um on the Saints side, though, I still don't really, even though as much as uh, Juwan Johnson, I mean, tight end, play him. It's a great position. But as a wide receiver prospect, mm-hmm. don't be excited. It's one game. Like, I don't know what to expect just yet from these wide receivers. Sort of stay away from them at the most part unless you can play him in a tight end position that's different. I, I do put him in a tight end one. if he, Yeah, if that, it's on Yahoo. Um, I don't know if it's on ESPN. But if you play Yahoo, he has a tight end tag, and you put him put him in there. I mean, why not? He's better than a lot of the other tight ends. So. I was gonna say, yeah, for for tight end purposes, yeah. But as a wide receiver, I don't yet trust. Like it was five touchdowns. It was 148 yards. Let's wait. We know we're playing Kamara. Although Winston can be a, I would say two right now, still two quarterback leagues. But if he can put up another good game against the Panthers, he's going to start creeping up into that quarterback, uh, you know, conversation. Five touchdowns. On ESPN, on ESPN, he's tight end only. Oh, even better. Oh. Well, I mean, not better. Obviously, you want the option. But, yeah, the fact that they're listing him as a tight end is, is good. I mean, pick him up. I think John's right. I mean, unless people had Jamal Williams on their free agency or – you know, people that aren't, if you're in a kind of non-competitive thing like that, but if, if you're in a, a good 12-team league, that's probably one of the best you're going to do on the waiver wire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. But, uh, I mean, so tight end for him, great. Uh, Kamara, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's going to be a good game, though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be afraid to start Winston against Carolina. Yeah, it wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't freak me out. If anything, I, he's probably he's gonna have to throw for more yards. It's not gonna be as easy of a game, which is funny to say because they're playing Carolina and they were just playing Green Bay. But it just can't be that easy again. There's never. There's not gonna be that easy of a game the entire season. Um, so he'll have to throw more yards. And well, that's the test, right? Like he threw twenty times, I think it was. So like, yeah. What can he do having to maybe throw it 30 to 35 times? Like, also good rushing, too. What? Yeah, he did get a good reason on rushing. He good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something um, the Saints missed, you know, I haven't had in how many years. You know? And I was also really encouraged by what I, you know, on a week where, think about all the round one players that just completely laid a goose egg. I mean, you have... Derek Henry, you have Elliot. Aaron Jones, you have Elliot, Cook. you have 
Saquon no, Barkley. He's going to touch no, Cook, Cook did the touchdown. Yeah. yeah. He had the touchdown. He had six catches for 60 yards. But uh, Adams, Jones, Elliott, Henry, even, unfortunately, Eckler only had that one touchdown, really didn't do anything besides that. Everybody, like, I I think seven of your normal top 12 draft picks, Eckler was the high scorer at 12 points on PPR. Everybody else had 10 or lower, which is pretty nuts. Um, Kamara, you know, 18 and I, on PPR, and I think that's a floor, really, because the offense didn't have to do anything. Um, so to score 18 points where he barely had to play is uh, not too bad. And it's funny. He actually had 20 carries and only, I think, three receptions. That's so a little, like, strange of a Kamara day. Yeah, more of a running back. Kind of what we thought, though, that he, they would feature him much more heavily in the run. Yep. Um, and there might not be as many dumpers. The dumpers will was, come. The dumpers will but, come. They they scored such easy long touchdowns that you didn't have that normal, yeah, that long grinding drive. Yeah, we're and the chances Kamara gets within the five, which we know, um, because we know foot we're good at football. We're football men, uh, <laughs> football men. We know that he's the best running back in the NFL when it comes to goal goal and go situations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. As a football man, I agree. It's hard, <laughs> so, hard, to, hard to disagree with that. I was very encouraged. There was the, you know, the top three picks did their thing. Uh, a lot of people had Kamara out of the top three. Not, not us. They did their thing. Everybody else shit the bed. Taylor had a fine game. And then if you had Kelsey or Hill in your first round, which a lot of drafts didn't, um, unfortunately, and Nick Chubb. And Chubb yeah, Nick Chubb game, yeah. yeah, Chubb and Hunt looks like a good sack again. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go on to the next game on my schedule. I have uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the Chargers. Almost said San Diego again. Uh, the Chargers look like they have the best line in football, the best offensive line in football. They allowed the lowest pressures um, against the Washington football team, who is one of the best defensive lines in football. Um the only thing is Eckler, like I said, only had the one touchdown. Really didn't do too, too much uh, besides that. But he had seven rushes inside the 20, which is good for the future. Looks like they're going to give it, feed it to him a lot in the red zone. And uh, for the Cowboys, should be, uh, you know, that defense is going to have a rough time against uh, the Chargers offense this week again. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, go, go for it. Another high score, right? Yeah. Every every week, you just want to feature the fantasy players playing against the Cowboys and for the Cowboys. Yeah, it's it's going to be the complete opposite of what just happened. I mean, Washington, you know, they got held to 20 points. Still, some of your Chargers players had some decent days, which is, I think, just how good it's going to be this week. I mean, Keenan Allen had 100 yards on, like, nine catches. He'll do yeah. way more than that. Herbert's going to go nuts. Eckler should have a nice game. Glad he came out of the game unhurt. You know, worried going into that game. Didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Still looked okay. Still looked good. Um, all around, I, I like what the what the Chargers' offense is bringing uh, this season. Although, I, I, one, the one thing I didn't like is that they force-fed Mike Williams a lot. I was just going to say, can Mike Williams string together two consecutive good games? I don't think he's done it in his entire career. So, and it was the 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 stat. 
that they brought up or like the when I was watching the game uh, of the other players who were drafted well beyond him like in that draft uh, how good they have done yeah. yeah it's it's just like Godwin Cup so like it was just like oh man like he's got a this is like this is like make or break year like he's I mean we've been saying that I feel like for two years now but like he's got a he's got to fucking do something this year with Herbert who could throw the ball and they're going to have a solid offense like you got to do something wasn't Indiana Jones looking for the Godwin Cup in Indiana hmm. Jones in the Last Crusade, what? <laughs> the Godwin sure. Cup? Yeah. Speaking of good offensive line for um, the Chargers, another another guy, the uh, Giants. Can't you help. know, can't help, can't help it. <laughs> another line guy the Giants skipped out on this year to draft gadget receiver Kadarius Tony. You had to you had to get Tony. There's no way you could pass up a Tony in the first round. When your most glaring hole is offensive line and Slater sitting there, um, you just can't do it. You can't. You you got to get the gadget <laughs> wide receiver. It's so much more important, uh, and it, it's really what ties the whole team together. Uh, he had two rushes for negative two yards. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> you just can't find that kind of production anywhere. No, no. no. Uh, Sean Slater, who. Who cares? Who cares about that? God, I hate I hate Dave Gettleman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not to continue the shitting on the Giants, but like maybe they'll be so bad that that they'll just have to fire Gettleman. But then you'll be in the uh, the Jets situation where you fire the GM, and then the coach is still there because there's no way they're firing Joe Judge this early because they obviously love Joe Judge because he makes players run laps. <laughs> um, so then he'll become like the uh, de facto GM and help lead the search and then get fired the next year. Oh, it's going to be great. Great carousel. We the, love it. This is the Giants nice. were like, oh, wow, the Jets did a really good job with their situation. So let's repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be phenomenal. They're going to, you know, another year. Every two, it seems like every two years now with the Giants, they need a, they're going to, or every three years, they need a GM, a coach, and a quarterback and an offensive line. So, you know, only like the things that matter in football. Uh, so keep it coming. All right. So uh, this Chargers and Cowboys game. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys. Okay. So uh, I, I feel like the Lamb Cooper trade off. Every like, I just want to. I want them to keep competing. I want to see who can win every week. I think that's going to be fun, and I think they both, you know. Are going to push themselves. We could see two top ten receivers. It's possible. Yeah, I think it's possible for sure. Um, and no Michael Gallup now. He's on IR, I believe. Yeah, or at least for like a short term. I don't think it's long. I don't think it's a full season. But uh, which which is big. Once he went down, I mean, he was getting a third of the targets. He was actually, you know, he with Dak there. He's a very good receiver. Um. So that that's that's opening that's going to open up a lot of targets. Yeah, and I mean, look, you, you're going to play them every week, so you're going to be playing Lamb, you're going to be playing Cooper. Um, it's it, it's a good. I mean, this could be. I mean, do we dare say? Shootout of the week, Chargers oh, sure. Cowboys. Come on, I like that. Cowboys are going to be in the shootout of the week probably like half the weeks. Easy. Look, my last shootout of the week, the Cardinals versus Titans. I mean, the Cardinals tried to make it a shootout. The Titans just didn't want to do it. So, I tried. Cardinals did, Cardinals did all they could. 
and did everything they could. But uh, yeah, this is like a this is like a play them game. Like just play play those play the guys. Play like it's gonna be so so much offense. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, I have a question. If it's like torrentially downpouring and lightning every like five seconds outside my window, can that like go through my headphones and then like shock my brain? Maybe. Yeah, definitely. You might get superpowers then. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's worth the risk. Totally. I, mean, I don't like shower. I don't like showering when there's thunderstorms out because I feel like the the lightning can go through the shower head and the water and shock me there. Yeah. yeah. I've, 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 I've heard of things like that, but. But just think, you could use a you could use a trash can like a uh, hoverboard. Oh my god! If I became Static Shock, most underrated cartoon of the nineties. I know. When is he getting a movie? Is there, there's always um, like Reddit rumors about that shit because people this... love it. Yeah, I mean, can we can we call you know, you know, what is it? Oscars so white? Well, Hollywood whitewashing? What are we doing here, Hollywood? We're we're in the middle of a movement. And you can't give us a static shock, uh, live action. Give us one static shock. I'm pretty sure I'm I've sure heard can... rumors. Yeah, recent, like not recently, maybe like last year about about static shock. But I'm not. I don't think anything sort of came of it. But that'd be pretty sweet, though. Yeah, you know, static shock is the real Black Panther. If I well, I mean that's an interesting that's a bold statement. <laughs> There's my overreaction. <laughs> that's a big overreaction. Static Shock is the you know is the guy. Yeah, he's he's probably cooler than Black Panther. I mean, we it, he should have got a movie first. All right, <laughs> I'm not with that real reaction, but okay, everyone's allowed to have their own opinions. Just make the Static Shock movie, okay, Hollywood. <laughs> All right, so, uh, John, what's the third game? <laughs> oh, um, all right, let's go Broncos at Jaguars. Uh, Jerry Judy is going to be out for at least a little bit of time with a high ankle sprain. I heard four um, to six, yeah. Four to six. Um, Teddy Bridgewater uh, looking as steady as ever, making some big play, uh, making some plays in the backfield, you know, scrambling, escaping, and uh, throwing touchdowns. Again, against the Giants, so we don't know how much it counts. Uh, Jaguars, though, look like they will be giving up a lot of points, and Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw a shit ton. He kind of did spread it around a little bit. Like, Lavisca got a little... Yeah, it's going to be a lot uh, worse, though, going up against a defense that I think is... Well, that I think. That I know is better than the Texans' defense. Yeah. Uh, he threw for 300 and something yards, I think 323. He threw what the three touchdowns, three intercept, uh, threes in there, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, you know, he didn't look terrible. He did make a few bad decisions, but it's going to be a lot tougher versus Denver. Um, and yeah, I mean, Bridgewater is a guy who's not—I don't think fantasy relevant just yet. Maybe in two quarterback leagues, but um, I mean, two QB. He's leagues, yeah, definitely sure. better than Drew Locke. I mean, like for that team. And definitely works that team better. One thing I, I am upset about is uh, did nothing most of the game and then had a 70-yard run. And uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> just, I mean, come on, man. Giants. You, 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 <sighs> yeah. I, can't believe, I can't believe he was able to run 70 yards. It's just, it's, 
it 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 just hypes the the people who doesn't you don't need hyping. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Giants have done a lot of bad things to us. This might be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been the opening, but uh, the uh, I was gonna say I also won five DraftKings dollars because I like the wild wild card things that they have like oh, that yeah, promotion they have yeah, now. Yeah. It was Melvin Gordon to score a touchdown week one. So. Oh, you said I got I got one for this week. The Ezekiel Elliott getting over a hundred rushing yards. Oh so, my gosh! Have an opportunity for that. Have an opportunity for that. Um, but with Judy going down, I really like Sutton um, going going forward, uh, especially yeah. especially this week. This week, uh, for sure, I have Cortland Sutton versus the Jaguars. I'll have a guy in my boys of the week in this game nope. as well. I do not, so I won't steal him from you. Don't worry. Um, okay. Cool. But on the on the Jaguar side, DJ Chark had a nice touchdown. Um, James Robinson yeah. didn't really do much. Yeah, that was a little disappointing. Um, very disappointing in a game where you hoped he had some stuff. I still like James Robinson. I think it's still going to be a tough week versus Denver. So if I was you, I would try and stay away from most Jaguars. Even though they're going to have to throw, I don't think it's going to be as nice as of a, you know, they're not going to. The Broncos aren't going to give up the yards the way the Texans gave up the yards in the end. I think it's going to be a very bad game for Jaguars all around. They may they may put up ten points. Yeah, I, I'm going to play Marvin Jones Jr. most weeks. He look just looks to be, you know, the guy that's getting some targets there. But I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna bench him this week. I'm gonna find somebody else better, whether it's Waddle or James or Williams, Jamal Williams. Or, uh, yeah. And Chark, 12 targets. Only three receptions, though. Little, little concerning, but, you know. It's a, it's a, yeah, you know, you gotta give Lawrence some time. You gotta give yeah. him some time. He'll get there. But it's nice that he had 12 targets. This is gonna be a team where, like, you know, I had Chenault, Jones, and Chark all in my top 50. Uh, wide receivers, <laughs> and it might finish this way because they're always it's it's you know let's bring it back to the um, Blake Bortles era where oh, there's man. just garbage pal kid man you're gonna have a lot of garbage time success I mean even Lawrence had a good day for fantasy purposes yes three interceptions but 330 yards three touchdowns I mean it's a that's good. Garbage pail kid stuff. It, Most of his stuff came in garbage time. Is Bortles handing the mantle to, to Lawrence <laughs> for this season? Is Lawrence going to be the garbage pail kid? I mean, there's no such thing as garbage time in fantasy, so. No, the garbage, right. come on. The garbage so, pail kid. Where Bortles created his garbage time by sucking so much until the end um, and having a good defense, you know, Lawrence is doing it the the real way where his defense is so bad that there's no other option but to be a garbage pail kid. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to say Lawrence is Bortles, but you know, garbage time is garbage time. Also, quick update, Static Shock is being produced by none other than Black Panther villain. Oh shit. Might be Jordan. I thought you guys even even he knew it. Even yeah. he knew he was a real, it was a real black I, I was, ex- agrees. I was actually expecting you to say the guy who made the Brian, uh, directed him, Ryan Coogler. But, Ryan uh, Coogler, yeah. I mean that that would be pretty cool too. That could that could still happen. Um, but yeah, Michael B. Jordan working on the movie. See, there you go. 
Only God asking you shall receive. Thank you, Michael B. Still, still think you were the best in uh, Friday Night Lights. Can you remake that too? Already, you want to remake that? There's been so many versions of that. I feel like. Yeah, but a Michael B. Jordan directed version, I feel like, would be pretty dope. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else about this game? Interesting choice, John. But, oh no, I I really just want to talk about uh, um, what do you call it? The Jerry Judy injury. Oh well. <laughs> they, you we've... know, there's some fantasy relevance in this game. There's people drafted Williams high on Denver. Uh, looking like it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. That one. That might be something where you're just really going to have to be patient. Uh, I mean. Kind of Jonathan Taylor-esque, right? Where last year, the first four games or so, you thought, what did I just spend a fourth-round pick on? Uh, and came on real strong. I don't know if he can come on strong, as strong as Taylor did last year, but be patient or try to trade for him if you you know, have the patience to stash. Well, one last, I guess, thing that I got about it um, is last week the Texans, all three running backs actually scored a touchdown. Ingram, Lindsey, and David Johnson. So... Huh. Maybe it's possible that this week Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon can both score touchdowns if, you know, they had a pretty decent game, the Texans versus Jaguars, so. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I okay, that's just against a Jaguars type of thing. I think that's just the Texans don't know what they're doing. They signed, like, eight different running backs, so, like, they're like, yeah, hey, we got to give everyone a little bit of play. But, I mean, look, they all scored. Ingram had 80 yards on the ground. I think David Johnson's was a reception. Lindsay even scored. So, like, look, why not Gordon and Williams, who are, I would say, better than the three collective over there, although I do like Philip Lindsay. I mean, that's also the uh, Bronco. That's John Elway not knowing what he's doing and signing, <laughs> like, running backs left and right, too. Um, yeah, that's all I got about that, so. <laughs> okay all right uh let's go on to uh the 49ers at eagles uh he mostert lasted not even a game <laughs> barely a quarter uh, classic oh classic, classic mostert. mostert yeah what a son uh, of a bitch Trey sermon uh, still somehow had no points well though, no he was which... he was inactive healthy oh, scratch he was a healthy, oh, healthy scratch, scratch he probably would have had a decent game and the, what eliza mitchell comes out and has over 100 yards um, rushing for the and that that's what should have been Mostert. I mean, this was the game. Mostert had an opportunity to have the first game of the week. He had versus the Lions, like terrible run day. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But yeah, he uh, Trey Sermon healthy scratch sitting on the bench with Brandon Ayuk, one of my biggest fallers in my draft prep. Uh, he just didn't think he was better than Debo Samuel. I know overreactions week one, but can we call Shanahan um, worse than Harbaugh when it comes to fantasy? Like when it, with Harbaugh, you really don't know what running back is going to be featured in any given game. With Shanahan, you just don't know what player, and he doesn't even he takes it as far as just like before game pregame healthy scratch. Like it is impossible <laughs> to play fantasy with Shanahan. And Shanahan just lies too. He'll just straight up say one thing and just not play a player. Like so, he's he's the hardest guy 
to fantasy game plan for unless it's George Kittle. So while I'm I have Debo in a league and I lo- I love having him, I fully would expect if Debo got two catches for ten yards in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, it's well. Let's say the Eagles' defense played well, but again, we don't know how good Atlanta actually is. Um, Not that good, probably. But you you can't <laughs> you can't sit Debo Samuel after that game that he had mainly because it wasn't on like two catches it was on like eight or nine catches yeah no i know no i'm gonna play him look i'm I'm playing him but i fully expect to be let down by shanahan but when it comes to the running backs however i'm not trusting mitchell this week don't know who the hell he is it was versus detroit (laughs) whatever and trey sermon i'm sorry like the eagles run defense is pretty solid and I'm not playing that running back roulette with the 49ers right now. So yeah, as as far as we know, Jermichael Hasty is going to get 100 yards. Exactly, and he 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 did get a touchdown. So like, who knows? Who knows? Um, but on the Eagles side, I mean, I'm loving Devonta Smith, loving it, and Jalen Hurts, man. the The 49ers defense is good, but it looks like they could be beat, especially through the air. So, yeah, I mean, you got to play Smith. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the most targeted on that offense. And before the game was out of control, he was getting targeted like crazy. If that was a close game, he probably comes down with 25 to 30 points. I mean, there was one drive there when it was close where he got four receptions in a row. And it was like two yards, five yards, seven yards, three yards. And you're like, Who, this is what we were saying. He's going to be a PPR demon. Monster, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, he's a phenomenal route runner. He's a little baby Keenan Allen. Um, <laughs> I like that. And our only thing was, was Jalen Hurts going to look good? And Jalen Hurts looked, looked good. Extremely. Looked very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Very, very, very good. So, yeah. Uh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel good drafting uh, a lot of eagles in my two leagues i have four eagles four different ones um and i felt a little better but then again falcons could just week one there. yeah but this is definitely a good test this is for sure a good test for these eagles like early on see where they're at and it's a good test for the 49ers because 49ers looked like they were going to run away with that game and they tried everything in their power to lose that game i like I said, I was at a brewery. Hey, this brewery looked awesome. When we looked at the pictures, it was a circu- it was a circular bar, and then above the bar they had a circular bank of TVs. I was like, perfect. There'll be like four games on. We'll be able to chill, like recover from the wedding a little bit, and leave. They had no games on. We get to watch on our phones. It was the biggest bullshit. Like we were like, and they were like, oh yeah, we'll try to get the games on. They did not try at all. Bullshit. We'll try. Oh yeah, my bullshit. god. Wow. Where is this brewery? Uh, it was called, um, ah, shit. Uh, it was in Middletown, New York. Uh, hold on. It was, it was a really good brewery. The beers were solid. The atmosphere could have been a little bit more football-y. Let, let me just say this. Equilibrium. Okay. Equilibrium. It was oh. good beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've them. Yeah. yeah. I do like their beer. But now I, I won't drink them because I'm putting, I'm just kidding. Let <laughs> me say this. You're not cool if you don't like football. You're not hip. You're not doing something against the grain. Nobody likes you. People like football. <laughs> America's sport. 
were you not better than anybody? The bartenders, the bartenders were like checking the games with us. Like they wanted it on, but yeah. like, like for some reason, there was just like they couldn't get it on the TVs. Oh, so they weren't trying to be like hipsters, like. No, no, no. They weren't dismissive. They weren't like. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Sorry. They weren't like. They weren't being like. They weren't being like. Oh, sports ball or whatever. Like yeah, that. Like, yeah. I was just gonna say my least favorite thing is like when you you know you settle down for football Sunday and somebody in in the gang that you're with in the group somebody out goes oh sports and does that like go sports team and it's like oh shut the fuck up we get it if you don't like sports just shut up it's football Sunday and shut it's like up. and it's like think of something more original than the same shit you've been saying for fucking ten years like yeah. it's not original. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're. I know you probably like theater. You're probably a pretty cool person. You're more cultured. Stop with your stupid sports sports teams jokes. Yeah. yeah. Let me see some guys run into some other guys. Yeah, that's Come what on. I want to see. We're we're the common people back in the gladiator days who were cheering for fuckers getting their heads cut off. Like that. Let the common people have their thing. You don't have to put us down. <laughs> Just let us be happy. Yeah, yeah. Let us like carnage. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, 49ers at Eagles. I think you cover that. Yeah, we summed it up. <laughs> That's a good, job. Uh, good job. I had one question. Sure, what do you what? do with 49ers defense this week? This week, you probably have uh, be a season-long defense and not a streaming defense. Because um, you know, there's what the two strategies: you either do a streaming defense yeah. or a season-long. 49ers. You were thinking top five. Um, you don't really want to drop somebody to pick up a second defense. So you just suck it up and roll them out there and hope it gets better. I'm, yeah, I think you suck it up. I, um, th- I think you do suck it up and you roll them out there. One more, one, one this week. I, I, man, it looks so good until they get up a shit ton of those points at the end of that game. Um, also, could it not be like kind of a uh, a classic Philly thing for them to like hype up their quarterback and then their first home game they like lay an egg and the entire stadium boos the entire team. Oh yeah. <laughs> And they talk about getting Nick Foles back. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I, I could very easily picture that in my head right now. I would play, um, I would play the 49ers defense, though. I would. If Philly's not cheering for Gardner Minshew by week six, then then they won as a city. They, they fought their most primal instincs and, <laughs> and beat back their, like, infinite court, backup quarterback rage that they have sitting – Deep within them, where they always need the other guy. Oh. Yeah, that's for sure. Also, can you drink it in some play? I um, I was also offered a trade by Rupel in uh, your league, Brian. So we'll find out about that later. <laughs> do, we, that... do we know what the trade is? No, not yet. Have... No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that on the air. I just wanted to let you know. Already week one, not even not even the end of week one, and I'm already being offered trades by Rupel. So oh, I, thought, I thought it was me under the headlines. Uh, segment um all right let's go on to our final game of the week we have the surprise surprisingly bad titans at the seahawks <laughs> um the classic seahawks uh pass happy offense week one where they russell wilson just balls out and we're gonna get all the stories about how he's never got an mvp vote and how this is finally the year and everything like that and then we'll see how uh the uh let russ cook segment of that of their fan base goes on throughout the year as he gets progressively worse probably <laughs> uh, yeah. DK Metcalf DK Metcalf did not do anything 
I was watching the game with a guy that had DK Metcalf, and he was cursing every time Tyler Lockett made an amazing over-the-shoulder catch for a touchdown. That that new offense we were talking about in our draft preparation. Look, and I mean it works for the it, it works for the Seahawks. Just may not work for everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is also September Lockett. We should just he should change his name September Lockett. He likes to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy for the month of September, and then put up a few goose eggs. So, uh, trade him after this game. Just do it. <laughs> I would, I would. Let him put up forty points and trade him. I, I would say I, I would wait like two more games. He'll get one yeah. more big one, then you get rid of him, and you'll you'll get someone big for him, and you'll you'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, trade him for DK Mecca. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, look, this is gonna be uh, Seahawks. I think are gonna go off again. Seahawks. I mean, Titans defense looks bad. They look real bad. And if I was like doing like a daily fantasy, I would 100% do like a Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett stack for sure. Um, like I said, September is that month, um, and Russell's going to continue to cook until it's probably November, and then he'll then the old MVP yeah. stuff will fade. So you're good until now. Yeah, Ru- Russ cooks with like a like your tr- your old school outdoor fire over the fire place cooked like he puts a grate over the fireplace <laughs> when november hits it gets a little too cold to do that you want to go inside you want to use the oven you want to use the stove um so ross is cooking with the grate over the fire pit and the winter months you just you don't want to do that anymore and it's it's fine that but we just have to know what he's cooking with <laughs> i will say um gerald never did score a touchdown um might not be a bad play again this week because, you know, tight ends are, you know, hit or miss. Yeah. It was on, like, what, two targets, though? That's okay. Two catches. Yeah, unfortunately, he had two for 20 or two for um, 20 and a touchdown all in the first drive, I believe, or second drive, first quarter, at it was, least. It was, their, it was the second touchdown of the game for them, yeah, because Lockett scored the okay. first, I believe. Yeah, it was the first quarter. And, you know, I was high on him, and it looked like I was, you know, going to cash in some good predictions and uh, just never to be heard from again. But if he, you know, two for 20 and a touchdown is, is good for this sad state of tight, tight ends. For sure. Yeah. And uh, and I think Carson will uh, – I think Penny's out, right? So that's even more yeah. – Penny's out for at least – one or two weeks, I think I said. So I think I, oh, that's crazy. Another guy. How how did he? Yeah, I know. Get injured. He never gets injured. Uh, I think he's even he's worse than most are getting injured. Um, yeah, he's definitely worse. But yeah, I mean, look, this is gonna be a great game for Seattle players all around. Um, and I think DK will get his this week. I'm not worried about DK Metcalf. Don't be. Don't be nervous. If you're listening, don't no, be nervous. No, I'm not too worried. I just he was going over. He was going ahead of some people that I thought were can't miss people, and I just don't know if DK is a can't miss guy. But he'll get better. His he's a low end wide receiver one for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was taking players like Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown over him, and I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, and and then from Tennessee side. That rough, rough, very rough first game. What are you going to do? Um, you know, Tannehill still salvaged 
his game with the rushing touchdown and the passing. Um, he didn't have an awful game. A.J. Brown salvaged with the touchdown, but Julio Jones and uh, Tannehill looked like they did not have the connection yet. Well, they didn't have, they didn't have a lot of time together because of, uh, you know, Tannehill being on, like, think, what, the COVID list or something like that. Or, yeah. They didn't, have, yeah. they didn't have a lot of time on the field together. So it's going to take a couple of weeks um, for them to get together. So I fully expect that offense to get much better. Defense, not so much. So maybe... Maybe they are struggle to win the division, but I, I think the fantasy players are still very viable. Yeah, and Derrick Henry will have a bounce back. I think also the, the Seahawks are just maybe a, a better matchup for the Titans. The the Cardinals are a huge defense. Like they're just really big guys. Like they're I think they're an underrated defense. Seahawks, like they people still think of them as, as the Legion of Boom and like, you know, guys that get after the quarterback. They're not that many anymore. They're much more a run stopping offense. Uh, yeah. Run stopping defense. I think they're. I think the Tannehill should be able to rebound, and Julio Jones could have his, you know, a big game. Their their defense looked much better against probably the easiest quarterback to sack in the entire NFL. Carson, I've never thrown it away in my life. Wentz, um, allergic to throwing the football away. Mm-hmm. The the stats about how many sacks he takes, and then he goes to an offense with a great offensive line is still taking the sacks that, I mean, that's it's gotta be on him. That's that like old quote. What's that old quote about assholes? Like if you, you know, run into one asshole a day, they're an asshole. But if you run into 10 assholes a day, you're the asshole or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah, Okay. I know that was going. (laughs) Yeah. Carson Wentz is the asshole. It's not the line's fault. Um, he just refuses to throw it away. He he wants to be a hero on every single play, and it make he's a bad quarterback for it. He's he's got to watch some Eli Manning film. <laughs> just like circle. All right, see how he just falls down over here. You got you got you got to do that a little bit more. <laughs> see how he just throws it at people's feet constantly. So. Um, but going back to the Titans, I I honestly think you could still play Julio this week um, as like a flex oh, wide yeah. receiver, like don't number two wide receiver three. Don't don't get nervous yet. Like don't freak no, out. No. Week one, this, we're, week week three or four is the freak out weeks. Yeah, yeah, around there. You know, I, look, just trust the guys you've drafted so far for the most part. I mean, like guys like Julio and AJ Brown. I'm not talking about some of the lower end guys, but those, these guys you gotta trust more than week one before you just start throwing them away, you know. So don't get nervous. Play you guys. Okay. Anything else about any of these games? No. 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 All right. I'm good. All right. Let's go on to our still to be fully named new segment uh, that we're still beta beta testing beta test 2.0 <laughs> uh, headlines. Anthony, still got to find noise for that. Um, I got to find the noise? It's going to take more than a week, right, for us to get this right. We're still gelling with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, you know, we, we had uh, some uh, a long off season. We were on the COVID list. Um, you know, we were not all together all the time, so we still got to find that gel, that, that team chemistry to find name segments. It might take a few weeks, maybe a season <laughs> to gel. <laughs> Not like we haven't uh, been doing this for six years. Yeah. 
Um, all right, Brian, do you want to go first again since this is still your baby? Yeah, sure. I had two, but I thought one was uh, more popular, so I'm going to pick the less popular one, uh, just making sure neither of you picked it. Mm. Uh, so they there's a nice report with a nice headline about why uh, Brandon Ayuk was a healthy scratch. This is coming from beat reporter Matt Mayoko, uh, over 49ers beat reporter. And his headline was being a pro is knowing how to take care of business. Um, supposedly Ayuk doesn't know how to be a pro and take care of business. And that's, uh, why he said he was a scratch. So it doesn't get more football speak than <laughs> being a pro is knowing how to take care of business. That's just every, every footballer has, has said a line like that before. That line makes no sense. It, it, there's it's meaningless. Not, you, you gain nothing from that line. That is just a beat reporter saying something and uh, a bunch of aggregators picking it up and going, well, I guess Ayuk is a pro who doesn't know how to take care of business. Does it come from a coach? No. Does it come from a player? No. But this guy knows what he's doing. What, like, what does that even mean? Like, like what, what type of business? It means nothing, John. It means nothing. <laughs> Meaningless. It's a meaningless quote. Yeah. No, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but it's great because it's 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 a football quote. It's you've heard it you hear it every season. Something that there's a take care of business quote every season. Okay. Um right. I guess mine's not really mine's not as like just weird as that. It's it's the headline is, it is officially one full calendar year since the Jaguars have won a football game. Oh. Which, for all the shit that uh, the Jets get, that your Giants get, the Jaguars are infinitely more uh, incompetent. And they're probably going to have a new coach after this year. And I just can't believe that they won their first game and then lost 15 in a row to get the first pick. Yeah, but at least they have Trevor Lawrence, right? So they have, well, you have Zach Wilson too. So it, it's similar, similar situation. Yeah, yeah poor Jags. I feel sorry, Jags. Sorry you haven't won in a year. Jags and They just need to uh, be professional football players and you know take care of business. That's, that's what the Jags gonna yeah. do. Yeah, well, the, yeah, being a pro is knowing how to take care of business. Obviously, none of them are pros or that take care of business. <laughs> You got a headline uh, for us this week, Anthony? I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Classic. Right. Not this week. <laughs> wow, you're still oh, you're really yeah not a pro taking care of business. I'm uh, I'm um, workshopping the headlines. I'm just or whatever. Okay. Here, here's more of a meme line, a meme head. I mean, a gif line or whatever, however you want to say it. A video that was circulating, probably my favorite thing of the week, mm-hmm. and that was um, Jameis Winston talking about his trainer. Uh, and what his tra- how his trainer prepares him for the game. I just think we're prepared. The one thing my trainer told me, he said, <laughs> what did he say? He just told us to be You're prepared. prepared. <laughs> he like, he like, Janus, he like waited. He like waited. He was trying to say something like really good and just had nothing. And we just like, just told us to be prepared. That was it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What's the secret sauce, Jameis? Be prepared, <laughs> and uh, and he knows what he's talking about. Because if you're not prepared, then you're not a pro who doesn't take care of business, and you get benched. <laughs> That's a 
Jameis knows how to take care of business, obviously. Jameis is the best. I had a couple honorable mentions. Uh, the uh, Washington Sewage League. Oh, yeah. Wait, what the hell was that? I was... Yeah. When, when you have the worst stadium in football, uh, there's not many things that can make it worse besides, like, you know, people continuously tearing their ACLs on your field and then they decide to rain shit on their fans. So, oh lord. The um, ownership tried to tried to explain it off saying that it was just um, a clogged gutter and all the <laughs> the rain was coming down and then uh, it was it didn't take long for people on the internet to say, "Hey, uh, it, it hasn't rained in Washington DC since <laughs> Thursday morning." So, uh, <laughs> Jesus, it was so dumb. Like they, like the the Washington management and ownership team, like figuratively, figuratively take shit on their fans pretty much every year with all like their rape scandals and like human trafficking concerns and like not having you know a uh, a racist name anymore. But like like all like all those scandals, now they had to literally do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's. It's it was a disturbing video to say the least out of Washington D.C. Um, the but you never want to see a sewage pipe leaking on fans uh, and, and raining down piss and shit water from a stadium. Beautiful. But that's that that's what the NFC East is all about. <laughs> piss and shit. I mean, at least when the Oakland Coliseum floods sewage, it's just like on the ground. It doesn't just fall from the sky. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Falling from the skies. Ah, Washington. Oh, NFC East. What a that yeah. division has their shit together. Very yeah, there's fitting. there's Very several fitting. metaphors for not only the NFC East but also Washington DC in that in in those yeah, videos. That's true. Well, we won't go there though. All right, a place that we will go to is uh, the last and possibly most popular segment of the show. And as I continue to stretch this out, it's the Boys of the Week. I did not okay. think it was going to be that loud. Yeah, yeah, you really you really pumped that up. <laughs> pumped that up uh, this, this time. Favorite segment of the week. Get, yeah. get excited for it. All right, uh... I, I won last week because I had T. Higgins short, shortly going to be promoted to man status probably, and everyone else picked shit. Who was the first first week one boy ever who was picked in, like, the first five rounds? Like I I should have protested more when you said T. Higgins. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy that was picked as a wide receiver two in every draft is a boy week one. Well, listen. I just go off by I go off by drafting. So I hate you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so I got five points. Brian, you got second, so you get three points. Anthony came in last. Uh, he only gets one point. Um, let's see. I have. All right. I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go. Chedmans, uh, forty nine hundred versus Minnesota. Minnesota gave up a bunch of yards to Joe Mixon. Uh, Chase Edmonds also. Is a is a dual threat. James Conner seems like he's going to come in relief as more of a bruising change of pace back. Seems like it's Edmonds' backfield for now. Um, so I'll go with Edmonds. He'll go 60 rush yards, 60 passing uh, receiving yards, and a touchdown. 
All right. I promise to um, hearken back to this Jacksonville-Denver game, and I'm going to keep that promise. I'm going sure I'm going Tim Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Oof, no, I had my eye on him. <laughs> thank, thank you, uh, Matthew Barry. Uh, he feasted last year when Cortland Sutton was out, and I think he does the same thing with Cherry Judy out. Uh, you know, Teddy Teddy Two Gloves is a professional quarterback. He's not good. He's not bad. He's a professional chain mover. He can support two wide receivers. We saw it last year in Carolina. And he's going to do the same this year. He's, he's just going to keep moseying along, probably finish 8-9, and nine, and uh, get another contract somewhere next year when Denver moves on for somebody more exciting. So Tim Patrick is the beneficiary of that. He is going to go 7 for 82. No touchdown. Can't do it. <laughs> no touchdown for Tim Patrick. Uh, is Tim Patrick, uh, let's see, his... His uh, availability on Yahoo. Yahoo. Are you he's only, now? He's, huh? o- he's o- no. Uh, he's two uh, percent um, rostered. Huh. So, so I think probably I know I th- I say over him over Juwan Johnson because Juwan Johnson only had like three catches. So yeah, but Juwan uh, tight end baby. That's true. Juwan tight end. Um. Speaking of uh, Juwan and the Saints, uh, I'm going to go with Deontay Harris uh, of the New Orleans Saints. Scored on a 55-yard touchdown pass from Jameis Winston, which I believe might be the longest touchdown for the Saints since 2017. Passing uh, play or something like that. Very close. Some 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 weird, crazy stat like that, which is insane. Um, he had two for 72 in a touchdown. Like He's not going to be a volume guy, but... If I s- suspect that they're going to go deep, it's he's going to be one of the guys that's going to be there. And uh, I'm going to say he's going to catch a, maybe even a longer touchdown, maybe a 60-yard touchdown this week. Mm. So two catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. All right. Going to keep just escalating the uh, the uh, the yards on, on his random touchdown every week. Yeah, why not? Uh, keep going up. I will harken back to the Denver Jaguars game as well. Uh, I had two of these guys. I had two players from this game on my list, so I will pick the other one that Brian didn't pick. I will go Javante Williams, forty-four hundred, uh, Jacksonville, as Anthony so eloquently put earlier. Gave up a shit ton of touchdowns to all the Texans running backs. Uh, both these teams, both the Texans and the Broncos, like to split their carries and. And they're, um, fuck, wait, what's the word? Um, <laughs> you right there? Reps, reps, reps uh, between their running backs. Javante uh, Williams will at least get, you know, probably 12 touches. And he'll, and he'll get a, uh, I don't know, probably like 70 yards and a touchdown. A solid, solid flex play this week. All right. I am going to go with James White is back. Ah, damn it. Ugh. I am on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry for keeping – steal your voice. Uh, James White is back. It's exciting. Um, he's with young Tom Brady, Tom Brady Light, uh, the guy that New England is hyping up way too much. So 
Do I like Mac Jones? Sure. Am I in love with New England calling him Tom Brady? Part two? Yes, because they're going to get let down and it's going to be great. Um, he looks like a good quarterback. I think he's going to be good. But uh, the, who he's really good for is James White. He was you know, dumping it to him like crazy. Old James White is back against the Jets. Uh, easy matchup, easy peasy. Five catches, 62 yards, three rushes, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, there's a touchdown. He's throwing it in there. Yeah. Throw it he in there. All right. Um, my second guy, or boy, sorry, um, is Jared Cook, baby. Um, week one versus a very stingy Washington defense. Seems like he has a nice little connection with uh, with Justin Herbert. Caught five for 56 on eight targets, getting targeted very well. And, I mean, the matchup this week is going to be way juicier. Gronkowski hit him for two touchdowns and 90 yards uh, uh, versus the Cowboys. I like Cook this week. I'm not going to go touchdown. I'm going to stay away this time. But I'm going to go. He's going to get seven catches for 68 yards. And it's going to be a good day for uh, for a tight end. They like their tight ends there in uh, old San Diego. There you go. I, they do. They do. And Herbert, definitely, you know, good arm. Love it. Love the Jared Cook, Justin Herbert this year. All right. Uh I mean, I guess I'll I'll join the uh, the tight end, the run on tight ends, and I will go with David Nujoku. Uh, Baker has finally rediscovered his love for him. Uh, he got uh, he was, I think uh, let me look up five targets, seventy five yards. Very productive day for a tight end in this uh, year of the tight end. So uh, going up against Houston, great matchup. Should be a lot of easy peasy just. Throws over the middle. So I'm going for four catches, uh, 63 yards and a touchdown. It is funny that uh, Hooper started that game on fire. Mm-hmm. Reception after reception. Never to be seen from again. Um, <laughs> I like it. The Miles Sanders book of uh, usage. Sure. <laughs> um, that hurts. Sure. <laughs> Harsh but true. I'm going to go with probably the most improbable boy I'll ever pick. Uh, so oh, man. yeah, it's it's happening. I hate that I'm doing this. Daniel Jones. Oh, oh God, Daniel yeah. Jones. Daniel Jones against Washington. Daniel Jones is eight and twenty in his career as a footballer uh, for the Giants, and four of those, half of all of his victories, come against Washington. Uh, last year, he averaged 290 yards passing and threw for six touchdowns. So that's a three a game against Washington in his two games. Literally the only team that Daniel Jones knows how to play against in the National Football League is the Washington football team. So if there's ever a chance to play Daniel Jones, it is this game. Wow, that is so... I mean, like, what a crazy stat. Eight wins and four of them against uh, Washington. That's pretty, yep. that's pretty wild. Um, all right. Also had, wait, how many... Daniel Jones, 2020 <laughs> stats. Let's see how many touchdowns he had last year. I believe it was 12, if I'm not mistaken. Let me uh, shore that up real quick. 11, 11 touchdowns last year. Six came against Washington. More than half of all of his touchdowns in an entire season. That's insane. Came two games against Washington. Wow. That's that a stat. Make sense. That's a stat right there. 
That's a stat. See, that's a better the beat reporters for the for that saying football players, you know, do, <laughs> fucking dumbass shit. All right. Um, so if anybody wants to just when he becomes a backup quarterback in the NFL next year, um, if anybody wants to just you know pick him up as a team and play him only when they play the Washington Redskins, not a bad strategy. Yeah, designated WFT quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, my final boy is another tight end. Um, the name is Dalton Schultz. Um, I mean, he may be a sneaky top tight, top 10 tight end this year. Not saying that, you know, 10 tight ends are going to have fantastic seasons, but, I mean, who would have thought Dalton Schultz would be one of them? Uh, looked good versus the Buccaneers. Six catches on six receptions. Pretty nice. 45 yards, not that many yards. But still, getting the looks. And Gallup's gone. So maybe more more room for Schultz to work. And last year, his stat line was 63 for 615 and four touchdowns. Like, I wouldn't have expected that from him. Like, if you would have told me he had 600 uh, receiving yards last year, I would have been like, I barely know who this guy is. So pretty solid. Again, not a bad matchup versus the Chargers. Logan Thomas had a touchdown versus them. So I'm going to say Darren Schultz. Dalton's Darren Schultz. Dalton Schultz gets you himself. Know his name. I told you, I barely knew who he was last year. I'm just learning his <laughs> name. Uh, so I'm going to say Dalton Schultz gets in, gets in the end zone and is going to get another six receptions. So I'm liking it. All right. I like my boys better this week. I'll say, I mean, hope, hopefully <laughs> the boys were pretty shit last week. They were pretty shit last week. But then again, I all picked all boys. You know, I wasn't picking T. Higgins. Um, so with that, um, you Rude. can... <laughs> Uh, find us on Twitter at fantasy underscore lens. We will answer all your fantasy football questions and also put out some pretty solid memes. Uh, and, you know, just ultimately just doing Twitter things. Uh, we are fantasy lens podcast at gmail.com. Wait, can I just interrupt you for a second? I is guess Ken- so. Is Kenny Drake, would he be considered a boy or is he too much of a man? I think he's a boy, right? Well, he's a backup running back at this point. So, yeah, I'd say he's a boy. Mm, six catches for sixty yards. So, well, good for him. He, 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 I mean, uh, I would say that that's that could be a good boy. That's a good boy right there. He boyed out. Um. So anyway, can I finish now? Oh yeah, go ahead. So anyway, um, with John interrupting me, like I said, at Fantasy Underscore Lens on Twitter, find us uh, anywhere podcasts are, especially like Apple Music, Google. Rate, subscribe, download. We'll be doing this every week. We are Fantasy Lens, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>